You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 82. You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustlenomics Podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I am so excited to be talking with Dominique Mullally. She is a business wealth strategist, and I am so excited to learn about everything that you do, Dominique. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So do you mind just telling us a little bit more about who you are and everything that you do? Yeah, no problem. So yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a, a business wealth strategist and I help female entrepreneurs build profitable, sustainable businesses. And the way that I do that is I've got a method called Profit Assets and Wealth Method. And I look to empower them with the mindset and the strategies to be able to increase cash flow, grow profits and build real wealth. Very cool. So where are you based? I'm actually based in the UK in a town called Liverpool, which some people may know because it's famous for uh, where the Beatles came from. Yeah, that's right. Um, Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So this is such an interesting niche that you're in. How did you get started with coaching and financial coaching? So I've been a financial advisor for a number of years. Um, So I've always been in a capacity, in a coaching capacity role. And it was just a natural evolution. Um, I was working with both men and women at the time. And loving what I was doing, but there was a lot of paperwork behind it. Um, And I just kind of found that there was a lot of limitations in the role that I was working in that time. Um, And I wanted to explore um, more of a holistic approach um, to actually working with people who had not only the businesses, but also wanted to combine the personal finances as well. Um, And just working for someone else as well, I just decided, you know what, I'd kind of had enough of being in that industry and decided it was time to break away from it. There was a lot that was changing at that time. Um, so I just took the step to move away and, um, I say, be more holistic in, in the, the advice that I was giving, but with a, le- a lot less red tape around it. So I don't give personal financial advice anymore. But what I do is look holistically at someone's business and look how we can maximize the profitability within the business and leverage that to really create some, um, some significant wealth. Okay, fantastic. Well, I would love to kind of talk about that journey from going to a corporate position to being your own boss and having your own business. So was that something that you had had in your mind before owning your own business? Or was it something that kind of came to you after you felt a little dissatisfaction in the job you're in currently? Yeah, it was kind of like a natural evolution. So I'd been in corporate for many, many years, started an advisory role working with a bank. Um, then went into an independent um, advisory role. And there was many reasons behind that, just flexibility of working from home, being your own boss, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think, you know, most entrepreneurs, it's a development of skill, but also I think a lot of people are born, are born as entrepreneurs. It's that drive to want to do things differently, 
to want to work on your own terms and not be dictated to. Um, so it was the appeal of just basically being my own boss that was driven, that was driving me to kind of push that forward. Um, and as I said, I was already working for myself in that capacity in some respect. And for, so for me, it was more around leaving a particular industry and have more having more creativity around what it was that I was doing. Yeah, that's awesome. So was the transition difficult for you? Was it a little bit more natural than you expected? What was that like? I think initially it was difficult because obviously you're building a business from scratch. Um, the industry that, you know, the, I, I obviously had a lot of connections at that time. So there was a lot of referral that came through initially when I was in a coach, sorry, when I was in a financial advisory role. And then when I went into the coaching business, it was like starting all over again. Plus I moved countries. I was an advisor in Australia and I moved back to the UK. So I almost had to start my business all over again. So it presented itself with a whole new rounds of challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So like you, people who are starting over maybe in a new country or a new industry or people who are just starting off, period, in general, where did you start? Like, did you start with your website, your brand? What was that first foundational step that you took? Just really understanding what what, what it is that I was trying to achieve. What, what was I going to do in terms of what was a business going to look like? And then understanding, okay, bit by bit, how do I actually start to build that and piece that together? So obviously looking at, you know, putting together a website, um, connections, making connections with people, putting myself side by side with those that were more experienced than me as well, which is really important. I think that's probably the, the best bit, best bit of advice I could give to someone who's just starting out is get a mentor or a coach or someone who is a lot more advanced than you, than you that can help you leverage the things that you don't know. Um, because you'll get to where you need to be a lot quicker than sometimes trying to figure it all out and piece it all together yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting help at the beginning is really, really important. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Investing in your education and finding those mentors 100%. That's fantastic advice. So for people who are listening who have heard, you know, of business coaches or things like that, but they don't really know what a financial coach is, can you kind of explain what you do and how you help people? So what I do is basically I get into the hood of your business and when we look at, we start to really analyze the numbers in the business. So we want to look at, well, what's your profit margins? What's your revenue? What's your most profitable assets? And by I mean assets, I mean the product or the service within your business that is making you the most money. And then we want to utilize that and leverage it in, in such a way that we can skyrocket the revenue that comes from that. And then on the back of that, once we've done that, we'll, we'll, we make sure all the foundations are, are in place, um, all the systems are set up, so your business is basically financially is automating itself. Especially when you're going, I know we're talking to people who are early stages, but it's really, really important to get your financial foundations in place from day one, because quite often what happens is people go gun-ho, and they get really creative and, you know, they've got all these amazing ideas and the money starts coming in and they grow and, and all of a sudden they've got this money coming in and they don't know what to do with it. Um, so getting your financial foundations in place is really, really important because that's going to set you up and um, set you in the best stead to have a really strong um, business foundation moving forward. Okay. And then once, you, once, you've got, once you've got that, then you can start to understand, okay, well, you know what, what can I actually do now with this money that's coming in? How can I leverage this in a way that I'm not just my business? Because again, a lot of, a launch, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners find is that, again, they get, they're really eager, they get started, and then all of a sudden they become their business and they don't know how to detach themselves from it. So if you're sick or if you, you know, if something goes 
something happens in your business or happens to you, if you don't have um, systems or strategies in place to be able to support you not being in the business, then your income and your revenue takes a, a steep decline. So it's making sure that all of those foundations are set up and then we can start to utilize any profit that you make in that business in a wealth building capacity. And that's where we look at buying assets outside of your business to actually diversify, diversify your income as well. Wow, that's so interesting. I know I'm going to be learning a lot just talking to you because this is something that when I started my business, I was exactly like the person you described. I was so eager and so ready and I just jumped you know, both feet in and I did become my business. And this past year, I've been kind of working on doing some of that automation and all that stuff that you were yeah. talking about, which is so important. So when you talk about automation, there's so yeah. many different things you can do, right? So if somebody yes. is thinking they haven't done any automations at all, what's a good place to start for them? Yeah, so I mean, it's the first thing is really understanding what your truest revenue target, right? Because what a lot of people do is they go in thinking that, again, their business is them and it's not. Your business is a separate entity to you. So you need to remember that the revenue that comes into that business is not exclusively yours. You need to understand how much do I need to set aside for operating costs? How much do I need to set aside for taxes? How much do I want to take home in salary each and every month? And do I have a safety net in place to allow for expenses for X amount of months? So making sure that you really understand your numbers and that you're working towards the correct target. So when we think about revenue targets, you should always be working backwards. Because quite often what people do is they underestimate how much money they actually need to generate in order to cover all of those costs that I've just described. Mm -hmm. So some people might think their revenue target is, say, for example, I don't know, what's Startup business will go for say fifty thousand, okay. But actually, when you look at your take-home salary, which is you need to get paid, you know, you need to have your bread and butter. So, in terms of take-home pay, taxes, and operating expenses, it could actually be sixty-five thousand or seventy thousand. So, really understanding what the business costs you each and every month to run, and then putting your take-home pay on top of that is the bare minimum that you need to be achieving each and every month to actually just break even. Okay, great. Never mind, just make a profit. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you're looking at all of these costs and tracking all of these things, it can get a little crazy. <laughs> um, do you have yes. any tools or things that you use to kind of keep things organized? I mean, I just use an Excel spreadsheet. I know that's kind of basic, but you probably have some more efficient ways of going about it. Yeah, so I mean, there's you know there's accounting software such as um, Xerox and QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, there is a cost to those. So again, if we're talking about startup businesses, Excel is fine. You know, you just need to be looking at okay, what you're incoming. So what's the sales that you're making? And if you're starting out where the revenue is maybe not as great, you definitely want to be looking at on a weekly basis. And what is the outgoings? It's pretty simple. You want to be making sure that your incomings are always more, generating more than your outgoings. So a simple Excel spreadsheet is fine. But as I said, for more advanced, you want to be looking at accounting software such as Xerox or um, QuickBooks. Awesome. Um, if you can get a bookkeeper or an accountant to do that for you, even better. It depends on what stage of the business that you're at. Uh, for anyone who is earning, you know, a decent revenue, you want to outsource all of that um, and just help someone keep you accountable, which would be a bookkeeper. Yes, I'm all for outsourcing. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, on top of all this practical stuff, do you also work with people's mindset around money and generating wealth? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because that's, that's really where it starts. That's how the, 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 um, the crux of the conversation will start is around the mindset because 
their business income has plateaued, um, they've hit an upper um, income ceiling limit, um, or there's something going on in their business that they may not be aware of. And usually when we link it back, sometimes it'll be around the systems and the strategies and the foundational stuff, the strategy stuff. But quite often it's around the mindset. And building wealth and really understanding how to leverage your business as an asset, it starts with understanding that that begins with the mind and knowing really what's possible for you. So when I work one-to-one with people or in groups and whatever it may be, live events, that's always in my discussion. That's always something we talk about because I said a lot of it, it's, you know, it's 85%, if not more, the, it's actually of what we do is around how we think, our thoughts, our beliefs, all of that is really, really important in supporting us in building a business and having the lifestyle that we desire. Yeah, this is such an interesting topic that I've been delving into recently. And I've been hearing, you know, of course, the term limiting beliefs around money over and over and over again. And since you work with such a specific niche, female entrepreneurs, do you see kind of a trend or the same limiting beliefs around money and generating wealth that keeps coming up again and again? Oh, my God, absolutely. So it's usually like, I don't deserve it. Ah. Um, or I'm not good enough. They're the two, two biggest beliefs I see over and over and over and over again. And let me tell you as well, it doesn't just affect people at early stages in the business. I'm talking people who are at seven figures as well. These beliefs affect every single level of income, every single level of revenue. And it's just understanding and becoming aware of that and knowing how that presents itself for you in your business. So it might be that you can never seem to break through a certain revenue target or a personal income target. It might be that you spend a lot of money or it might be that you're actually afraid to spend money. So it's understanding firstly, okay, what do those what are those beliefs that are holding you back? And then how are they presenting themselves and showing up for you in your life or in your business? Okay. Very interesting. So for somebody who might be listening who it kind of clicked in their head and they're like, oh yeah, that's what I believe. Like that's one issue that I have. Do you have any kind of practical exercises or tools that they can do maybe on a daily basis that can kind of help them break through some of those beliefs that they're dealing with yeah so the first one is obviously awareness it's really understanding how is that showing what what's presenting itself and is that is that belief really true for you um, and the way that we do that is sitting with your thoughts and journaling and really okay asking yourself prompting questions like how do I feel about money what's my relationship with money what's the first thought that comes to my head when I think about money understanding what was your parents or your family's relationship with money and then starting just to, to connect the dots So it really starts with becoming aware. And then the second part of that is, okay, what steps do you need to then take to move forward from that? So for a long time, I had a belief that by earning more income than the person that I was with, that would mean a loss. It meant that I couldn't be in a successful relationship because that was emasculating to him. Now, I had to really spend some time understanding, okay, is that actually true? And that meant having a conversation with this person and exploring that because Sometimes what we believe is actually not the truth. It's just an experience or it's a past experience that we've been taught. So it's really understanding, A, what is the belief? B, how is it presenting itself in your life? And C, is that belief really, really true for you? And if it is, what can you do to actually change that? And if you need to change it, then that's where you seek help if needed. You know, you work with a coach, you do a course, you read a book, whatever it is. But as I said, it really starts firstly with understanding what it looks like and how it's presenting itself. 
Very cool. Yeah. And I read on your bio that you work with something called EFT, emotional freedom techniques that totally caught my eye. And I was just, I wanted to ask you what that means and how it plays into what you do. Yeah. So it's funny because I'm very strategical. I'm very analytical, but I'm also a little bit woo as well. So, um, I'm, you know, money is very emotive, especially for women. It really, it really represents something for us. And this is where the, I'm not good enough or I don't deserve it really attaches itself and lends itself to money. So with emotional freedom techniques, what it is, is understanding again, what's presenting itself in terms of a belief and then using certain techniques to actually shift the energy around that belief. Because if you have a past experience that is supercharged, whether it be money or otherwise, what happens is your body actually stores that as an emotion. And that can, it sounds a bit crazy, but it can present itself in many, many ways. So then every time that experience comes up for you, it's almost like you're having an emotive response each and every time. So your body wants to, and your, your mind wants to present, prevent that experience from happening over and over again. So by using EFT, what we can do is actually discharge the emotional energy behind that belief. Oh, so interesting. I love that. I'm going to have to do some more research into that because that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And it looks on like on your website, there's many different ways that you work with people from one-on-one -on -one coaching to masterminds. So do you mind just letting the listeners know if they're interested in working with you or, or a financial coach, what are the different ways that that might work for them? Yeah, so I mean, it really depends on personal preference and obviously it depends on what stage you're at in your business and what you can afford as well. I mean, to get the best results, you're working one-to-one -one with any any coach, um, to me, is the best is the best advice I can give because especially if you're dealing with some mindset blocks, we can get really, really specific with what's holding you back. If it's just you need help with strategy, then you can do that through group, group coaching or whatever that may be. Or if you just need a bit of ad hoc support and accountability, then memberships or group coaching is really, really great. It just depends on what you need in your business, what stage you're at, and what your personal preference is, really. Awesome. When it comes to female entrepreneurs who are looking to really make smart financial decisions at the beginning of their business, if you had one piece of advice that you could give them, and I know boiling it down to like one piece of advice is so hard, but one piece of advice that, that would really steer them in the right direction to get them off on a good path. Absolutely. It would be bootstrap. So bootstrap your business. So basically, don't invest money where you don't need to invest it. You don't need this big, fancy website or this big fancy branding or whatever it may be that's not how you make money um it's bootstrapping your business and really understanding where to leverage your money to get the best return on that investment so be smart with your marketing and um, be smart with where you're investing your money and just making sure that you're actually getting that return back from be it sales conversions whatever it may be so just be really really smart with how you invest your money at the beginning because you don't have change to spare so every penny or pound really, really counts yeah that's fantastic advice and I think people are so shocked at how much you can do for free <laughs> and how much education Absolutely. you can get for free yeah like even podcasts as an example I mean I have gotten so much great great knowledge from podcasts and it's completely free absolutely that's a thing you know utilize the free stuff where you can and invest where you need so as I said if you if, if you can find a good business coach Investing in that person 
can take your business from, you know, I don't know, let's, I'm just going to use it as an example, from zero to 100,000 in potentially a year because they will have the skill sets and the knowledge to be able to advance you further than trying to figure it out for yourself. And that's great if you've got the money to do that. But just be smart about where you're investing the money. And as I said, everything else you can bootstrap. Being smart is the most important thing. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, are there any recommendations that you have for um, free or products or courses or anything like that that cost money that would be helpful to people that you would recommend personally? Yeah. So I always say start with like books. If you really bootstrap and start with books, books are cheap enough and it's amazing what you can find in terms of knowledge. And a book that I always recommend to my clients to read, um, and this goes hand in hand with the work that I do as well, is a book called Profit Based by um, Mike Michalowski, I think it is. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a really, really good book. It's a good resource for anyone who's start, starting out to really understand how to lay some of the financial foundations that I spoke about today as well. Oh, fantastic. And I'll definitely link to that in the show notes so everybody can yep. find it and check it out. And I always like to ask this question because, you know, as business owners, we all kind of get in our head all the time and we're thinking about business all the time. But it's really good to have something that helps you keep your mind off business and just relax. So are there any TV shows or music or podcasts, anything out there that's kind of helping you get out of business mode and just relax and revive a little bit? I don't watch much TV, if I'm honest. My, my favorite way to relax is, like, spending time with friends, cooking. Like, I love to cook. I love to travel. I love to do anything that doesn't require me thinking. Uh -huh. <laughs> because running a business is you're always in thought mode. You're always in creation mode. And I think running your own business as well, again, you can become, become so guilty in terms of just constantly working in the business rather than working on the business. Mm -hmm. So it is important to step away and have that downtime because as a creative, that's when the best ideas come. So yeah, I love to cook. I love to travel. I love to meet new people. I just use, like to do anything that takes me outside of my comfort zone, basically. Love that. And of course, I know everyone's yeah. going to want to check out everything you're doing and keep an eye on stuff you have going on in the future. So can you tell everybody how they can find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit my website, which is www.dominiquemalali.com. And I'm sure you're going to put the uh, my name in the, in the notes below because yes. uh, <laughs> to spell that out might be a bit of a mouthful. Yes, absolutely. And do you have any social media profiles that you don't mind sharing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, um, so the Instagram handle is at Dominique Malali. Um, and then I also have a Facebook page as well, which is Dominique Malali. And then it's Financially Fierce Females. That's my brand is Financially Fierce Females. Fantastic. Well, Dominique, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know people are going to get such amazing advice and insights from you, and I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. No problems. Thank you very much for having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Don't forget that you can check out previous episodes as well as all the show notes at www.hustlenomicspodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Each review means so much to me, and it really helps the podcast on the business end. If you want to find another way to support the show, we're also on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like to hear covered on the show, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. 
For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.